0: Hello and welcome to Helpline on Fee Play Love with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue, who is back after two weeks off. She is, has a holiday glow and she's all ready to take the stacks and stacks of questions that have piled up in her absence. Hello, Chris.
1: Hi. Thanks for coming back <laughs> <That's> again.
0: <okay. laughs> um, if you have questions for Chris... You can get in touch in a number of ways. Firstly, if you're watching us live via Facebook, you can pop your questions below the video. You can also call us if you're watching us live on 1-800-543-772. If you're listening via the podcast, email us at helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Now, Chris can answer all the questions. um, If you have a small child, a baby, twins, triplets, combination of all of the above, (laughs) God help you if you do, um, She's here to give you some perspectives some tips and advice on how you might go forward if you're having some challenges. So we will get stuck in to the emails because we have quite a few. Um, we've got a direct message on Facebook. We had quite a few questions about three-month-olds and yep. sleeping patterns. Yes. So Charlene, Dave, and Grace all emailed about sleep patterns. And yep. so you're not repeating yourself, I've kind of brought them all together. Brilliant. Um, so... That way you can not yeah, re- yeah. make it general and make it general, general, but I figured at three months they're at a stage and yeah, you have are. tips for them. So, what can we expect from the sleeping patterns of a three or maybe a three and a half month old? Should they be getting into a routine by now?
1: I think at about this age where you feel much more confident with knowing your baby, you're looking for more of a rhythmic pattern of the day. I couldn't say it would be routine because they're still quite erratic with their sleep at night. So if we um, look at a three-month-old, we would hope that they would have an understanding of day and night, so sleeping longer at night than they are in the day. Um, and pushing those feeds out at night. So if that's forming, you're doing really well. The other thing about the three-month-old is they don't need as much sleep in the day as they did when they were under three months. So under three months, they're usually in a pattern of feed, play, sleep, with the sleep being about an hour and a half. So there's quite a lot of sleep windows in the day. When they get to about three months it's like they shorten a couple of them because they've got more energy they're more alert so they tend to have two good sleeps in the day of about an hour and a half or two hours and two sleeps where they might fall around the 45 minute um, cycle and if that's happening for you you are still doing really well with a three-month-old so each pattern might look different but if they're getting roughly that much sleep then you're on the right
0: track in terms of their sleep moving forward. So when you say that they should be sleeping longer at night, they're still waking at night? Doesn't they, they are you? still
1: waking at night. So some babies might be just going from a three-hour leaf feed pattern to four, four and a half or five, and whereas other babies could be doing a solid eight, then a feed, then through till six or seven in the morning. So they're usually swinging from two feeds in the night to about one, but that can occur any time between three months and four and a half months. Okay. So
0: it's just this natural pattern of them sleeping longer at night. And um, with the periods of sleep you mentioned, yeah. is there a set amount of awake time you should be thinking of? Like- so
1: before the three month mark, they sort of oscillate between an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half. By the time they're three months old and up until around the four and a half, they can steadily make the hour and a half. But I do find that babies that go over the hour and a half consistently are generally very overtired babies so if your baby can stay awake for two hours but sleep for an hour and a half or two hours that's probably okay but if your baby's awake for two hours but only sleeps for 35 minutes it's probably overtired and we should put the baby to bed a little bit earlier
0: okay um what do we do if they're catnapping? So, I guess, yes, yeah, so yeah,
1: catnapping sort of feels familiar. So, you get lots of catnapping, and you've got to decide which of those sleeps in your day whether you have three in the day or four in the day that you're going to work on to extend to more other sleep. So, a catnap is just refreshing and it's short, so it's about. 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes, but asleep is an hour and a half or more. So you need to work out in your family, which of those become asleep. So if I had four patterns of sleep in the day, at least two of them I'm trying to extend to about an hour and a half. I'm trying to resettle the baby. They tend to be at home and they tend to be in their bed. And the others that are the shorter 45, they tend to be on the go so you can get out and do things.
0: So if you're trying to extend the the, one, the, the 40th minute to yeah. an hour and a half. How do you do that?
1: So I take the cues from what the baby knows. So if you generally... Um Put your baby to bed, like you might put it in a sleep sack and then pop them into their bed and pat them or rock them a little bit, dim the room, shush them. If they cry a bit more, pick them up and then put them down. That's the same pattern that you go in to use when you resettle. So they might start crying, you go in there, you might pat them a little, shush them a little. If they get themselves more worked up, pick them up, give them a cuddle, but put them back down again. So you're trying to link the cycles. And this is hard work. And I often say to parents, this is the job part of it, where you decide how good is the sleep and which sleeps do I want to work on. And some people, um, their babies will naturally show that to them. And other people really need to think about what might work for them. And in this period, there's not a lot of babies that don't need help to be resettled. So it is part of baby development Um, It's just working out which rhythm of the day works for you, and that tells you which ones you're going to extend.
0: So, once you've decided that, you did say it's hard work. How long should you keep trying that one approach before you ask for help? So, the first thing is that
1: to resettle a baby, um, it usually takes somewhere between five minutes and 25 minutes. So, it's not a short, the initial act of doing it does take a while. And then they need the consistency to learn it. So I would say that once you've got your idea of how you're going to resettle, it's going to take you as a three-month-old probably between a week and 10 days for them to start to feel like they're getting the pattern.
0: Okay. So it's –
1: yeah, that's why I say it's a bit like a job. You sort of have to put the effort in because once you put the effort in – it pays
0: off all the way down the track. Okay, and finally, with all those things in place, are there certain things that parents should be thinking of in terms of the sleep environment? So, yeah, so this is where you start thinking about sleep environment. Their their sight is much better.
1: They're much more alert and aware, and they're at that stage where they really recognise us. So, when a mum or a dad goes into the room, the baby beams a big smile, and everybody says, "Oh, it doesn't need to go to sleep," and we're like oh yeah he does because the are happy two-year-olds too but they need to go to sleep so um this is where the room makes a difference so we need that dimmer room where all the bright light is taken out so that you can get in and see where your baby is and just maybe rock or pat them and shush them you're not giving them the cues that it's uptime because otherwise they'll think it's uptime But if your baby, if you think it's not tired and you get it up and within 10 or 15 minutes it's whinging again, it's actually still tired and it needs to go back to bed. Mm -hmm. So there's no harm in taking a little break and then putting them back to bed and they'll do another cycle and be more rested.
0: Okay. Well, good luck. All of the three month old parents, Charlene, Dave, and Grace, mm-hmm. we have an email from Chelsea about seven months and it's yep. about sorting out day, day sleeps. sleeps. So she wrote to us about transitioning her seven month old into her cot for her day naps, yeah. I'm able to put her down once she has fed and been rocked to sleep in the carrier now, and I have started giving her three meals a day, although she's not usually very interested at breakfast. She's nearly eight months old now and has dropped her afternoon nap by herself. So now she's up at 5.30 or 6, asleep by 8 for an hour, and then another nap at varying times, usually around 12 or 1 for an hour, um, I need some tips on putting her down in a more wakeful state now. She still feeds on demand throughout the day and night. How do I help her link her sleep cycles? In her day naps, Naps she will wake after each one and want to be fed back to sleep. When I try patting, she will just wake up and not resettle. I believe this is why she wakes so often during okay, the night yep. as
1: well. That's right. So her it seems like the two things that she's associating with sleep is either to be fed to sleep or to um, be carried because she goes in the carrier to get to sleep. And now you're trying to look at how can we teach her to more independently um, be able to settle or self-settle over the night. So the key here is actually the feeding to sleep because it, the more she gets fed to sleep, which is the easiest of all the answers to get them to sleep, the more that is the cue to go to sleep. So it's not like it's suddenly going to right itself because it's a very tactile Um, event for a baby but now that she's got older she needs to understand that feeding is for food and that we've got to give her other strategies to help her to be able to self-settle and to find comfort when she wakes up other than to be nursed in a carrier and fed. So the first thing I would do is get her feeds in the right sequence so that she feeds well for us. So if we've helped her with the seven-month routine, it's exactly the same. So she has a morning feed. She has a feed after her morning sleep at about 10. Then she has another feed before she goes down for her afternoon sleep at about one thirty, And then she'll have a feed before she goes down at night. So for the next few days, I would concentrate on not feeding her to sleep, but feeding her well. So she can be fed before she goes to bed, but not fed to sleep. So you might have to spend a few days just getting the feeds in the right sequence. But when she needs to go to sleep, you might have to stand still and tap her and pat her because then she hasn't got the movement and she hasn't got the sucking. So that's going to take you about three to five days. That's the first step I would do. The second step is then she's used to just the tapping. So now it's going to be easier to get her in a bed. So then we're going to put her into a bed. Um, you know, have the room nice and bright at the at the beginning. Give her a cuddle, put her in a sleep sack or she'll probably be in a sleeping bag. Then shut the curtains because that becomes the cue for sleep. And then pop her into a bed. A few pats and then leave. So maybe saying something like it's time for sleep, then leave. Then she'll cry. Don't let her cry for too long because it's a whole new, brand new experience for us. So maybe a minute or two, and then you've got to go back and you've got to pat until she's calm and quiet. Now that patting on an eight-month-old, that might take you 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You might even have to pick her up once and put her back down but you're re-teaching her a whole new skill and that skill's going to take her about five days to learn. So I would just get her used to being put down and patted because then we can use that as the resettle when you want to extend her sleep. So it's quite mm. complex but you've got to take it in a couple of little steps and not try and just do
0: the whole thing at once. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you were saying that I was thinking I'd actually be really happy if someone put me to bed during the day. <laughs> why? Do, why do babies fight it so much? Imagine just
1: yeah. put down I think them like, oh, well, they get. Funny. She's not fighting it if um, she gets <laughs> breastfed. Well, I
0: don't need that. Yeah, that'd be
1: weird. So she, she's not actually <laughs> fighting. She's only fighting because it's something different. Right. She's not fighting it because she's a fighter.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck, Chelsea. Uh, the next question comes from Luan, and this was a direct message on Facebook. Yep. Um, my twelve week old girl has started rejecting her bottle over the last week or so. Her appetite oh. has reduced significantly and she just screams at most feeds. She is formula fed and should be taking one hundred and fifty mils, she's five kilograms per feed, and is taking somewhere between seventy and ninety mils. I know the third leap happens soon, so it could be that it could be that, but the app says she isn't due for the leap for another week or so. I'm hoping it's just the leap and that it is a phase that will pass, and that's from Noir. No, it's because
1: she's having too much in her bottle. So it's got nothing to do with leaping. She can leap whenever she likes to leap, but it's actually to do with the amount in her bottle. She's only three months old, and it depends on your timing of the bottle, but usually when you see an erratic pattern of feeding, it's because the amounts are either too large. So they might have a big bottle, and then when they're due for the next bottle, they take a small amount. And then the next bottle, they take a bigger one and the smaller amount. And then they're confused. So the easiest way to fix this is that a three-month-old in the day should take about 120 mils about every three to three and a half hours so we haven't got her general day pattern here so we're not sure how frequently she's feeding but I would be feeding a three-month-old about every three to three and a half in the day i give her about 120 mils in the bottles. say it this is just an example but six nine thirty one-ish four-ish and in the last bottle of the day about seven seven thirty would be 150 so that evens the amount that she takes in the day. She Digestively, she feels a little bit better and then you should see an extension of sleep at night where she overnight she might have 150 again and then through to the morning. So the first thing I would do here is even the amount of food she's having across her day so that it doesn't go up and down. And the other thing is not to fight her on food. So if whatever she's taken in 20 minutes is what all she takes and then you've got to move on because otherwise they start fighting the bottle um, so you see this in both breastfed and bottle fed babies where they fight because we're trying to get the 150 into them or we're making them feed for 10 minutes whatever they say whereas we're just giving her a window of time your job is to take the food to her her job is to eat it so
0: try and be more regular and you'll probably find that the problem will settle down. Good luck, Lauren. Um, This one is from Facebook today. Madison has left us a question. She says, hi, Chris, can you give me a basic guide as to what my almost seven-month-old son's day should look like routine-wise? I'm feeling a little overwhelmed trying to get solids into him, trying to get him to nap on time and get through the other basic things through the day. So I'm looking for a guide.
1: Okay. So in about their seven month old, they usually take four milk feeds in the day and they take three meals. So timing, because you've got a lot to put in the day to help him extend at night, timing is a little bit crucial here. Now, I hope you've got a pen and a paper because a seven month old generally stays awake for about a two and a half hour window in the first window of the day, then a three hour window then the three and a half hour windows. And that's how they drop to two sleeps in the day. So if he woke at six, he'd go down about 8.30 and hopefully with all your fingers crossed, he'd sleep to about 10. Then he'd go down at about one and then hopefully sleep to about three. And then he'd go down anywhere between 6.30 and seven. So that's his sleep frames. He needs four milk feeds. So one in the morning when he gets up, one after his morning sleep, one before he goes to sleep in the afternoon, so about that one o'clock window, and then one before he goes to bed at night. So if we get that right, then we can put breakfast, lunch and dinner in exactly when you think they would be. So around the seven, around the 12 would be lunch and around the five would be dinner. Now, if you space them that way, so we don't know if he's a breastfed baby or a bottle fed baby, but if you space them that way, nine times out of 10, you will probably have him in the right rhythm to be able to feed as well as you can.
0: Okay. Um, that thanks for that question, Maddie. Um, we have an email from Serena. Yep. My fourteen-month-old is still breastfeeding three times during the day. She's also having two feeds overnight. Firstly, when and how should I drop one of her day feeds? Secondly, please help me wean her off her night feeds. <laughs> I, even though they're super quick and she goes straight back to sleep, I would very much like to stop them altogether. That's okay, from Serena.
1: So, when we've got lots of feeds like this, a 14 month old has two milk feeds in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I would do is not change your days, I'd change your nights first. I'd try and wean her off at least one of the night feeds first. So, keep your day feeds for you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, which is probably what you're doing. Then at night, the first time she wakes, ask your partner to go in and settle her. So once she gets settled once, she should drop down into one feed overnight, which is going to make everybody feel so much better. So if she commonly wakes at 11, you're going to ask your partner to go in and settle at 11 because it's a bit difficult at 14 months when they see mummy and they see mummy's chest and then mummy doesn't give the chest to them. So if we get um, the partner to go in, then there's a whole different message to the 14-month-old because, you know, they're mighty. They stand up. They hold the cot. They jump up and down. So get him to settle. Doesn't matter which way at the moment to settle her, but just get her to settle. The second time she wakes, so maybe around one thirty-two, do a really good breastfeed. So both sides to encourage her to feed well in the morning. So then she'll feed well when she wakes up at six. Then she's gonna have another feed before she goes down at lunchtime. Then she's gonna have another feed uh, in the evening. Now, once you get that all settled, then you're gonna take away the lunchtime feed. So she'll have a morning feed and an evening feed. And then you've got to wean her the same way off her night feed where the partner goes in and resettles her. And then you'll be down to two milk feeds in the day. And that's what a 14-month-old generally has.
0: Okay. Good luck with that, Serena. We have an email from Caroline. My three-and-a-half-year-old is adjusting. Is still adjusting to the time change here in the US, and it's been a week. Oh, he's yeah. waking up an, about an hour earlier. We moved the clock back an hour last week. So this makes sense, but he's getting so tired and cranky during the day. He's even fallen asleep in the car a few times, which he never does. Any tips on how to get him back on track? His behaviour and personality are really suffering, which is why I'm letting him nap.
1: Okay, so when this happens in Australia where the clock goes backwards, you have to give him a little sleep in the day so that you put him down at the same time frame every night. So a a three-and-a-half-year-old will go to bed somewhere around 7.30, hopefully, quarter to eight maybe, but around the 7.30 mark. So you're trying to regulate his day so that he keeps going to bed at 7.30. But the trick is, if he has a sleep past 1.30 in the afternoon, it will affect the way he sleeps overnight. So I think this is where it's all going wrong. So what I would do is for three days, I would give him a sleep. I'd accidentally have him in the car at 12.30 and give him like a 15-minute sleep in the car and then put him down at 7.30. And then you do that for three days, and hopefully what it does is it fixes the morning. So it pushes the morning back to, say, 6 o'clock. And then that day that he wakes at 6, don't let him sleep. So whether he stays at home, um, whether you have to play water play for the whole day, but you uh, and then slime, and then any other game he wants – that day you've got to get him through without a sleep and that starts to break the cycle. So you've got to give him a little sleep to get him through and then the next day he should make it through and you're back on track again. So spend a few days um, getting it straight. The other thing is to correct his behaviour in the morning because what time he waking up? He's waking up at five, uh, wake I up think. about an
0: hour earlier, yes. Yeah, yeah
1: so. so about five o'clock. So remember at five o'clock, don't get him up. So giving the message, it's still time to go back to sleep, back to sleep until six, so you can help regulate the day. So mm-hmm. with a few days, it should sort itself out.
0: Chris Minogue and Helpline on Feed Play Love will be back answering more questions right after this. Sometimes parenting can be challenging and sometimes it can be a downright laugh. What we're <laughs> really talking about is your son's babies are made through hugging. You have to rectify this problem, Because <laughs> now every time he hugs you, he's like, are you pregnant or am I pregnant? I'm Siobhan Hunt, and The Parent Panel is a weekly podcast I host where we invite a mum and a dad to discuss the events and stories of the week. The Parent Panel, available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to your questions with Helpline and Chris Minogue. Our next question is on the phone from Fiona Fiona. and her two-year-old. Hi, Fiona, how are you? Hello, I'm good, Chris. Thank God you're back. (laughs) 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 <laughs> What's um, going on, Fiona? Yeah,
2: so I think I may have inadvertently um, mucked up my little one's sleep who has been brilliant for the last two years. Okay. Um, cut a long story short, we left him overnight at um, a friend or his auntie's house overnight. Yeah. Never done it before. Yep. Um, and he seemed to be fine. Slept through. Dad picked him up early in the morning. Yep. Um, and then ever since then, we have not been sleeping through the night. We have oh. been waking up screaming and yelling um, kind of at about... You know once after midnight so you know anywhere between one to three oh. and then he's been you know door door like he wants to leave it open um and just and then doesn't like we don't go in so we'll go in yeah. once and then you know just he's hysterically so crying yeah. yeah or calling for donkey or something so we yeah. give it to him and then he'll just kind of sit there singing
1: Also, talking. he's wide
2: awake well I think so but then he kind of then I, don't, know, I don't hear him for a little bit I'm like he's gone to bed and then it's like no, no he's, laying he's, like, yeah. Yeah, he's laying there yeah he's laying there yeah and it's been going on now for a week and I'm like what have I done
1: so what's his sleep like in the day Fiona when's he sleeping from when to when mm, so
2: he's he's doing good the afternoon sleeps are quite well it's about 12 30 and he can wake up anywhere
1: between 2 and 2 30 so wake him at 2 Yep. Okay, so 12.30 to 2.00. And then what time do you put him down in the evening? 7.30. Um, yep, so our timing's yep. right. So don't let him go yeah. over the 2.00 because okay. that might encourage him to talk. So, yep, and he
2: yep, okay. And I'm I'm I, just like, oh. cause
1: is he just 2.00 now, Fiona? Yes,
2: yeah, so just turn 2.00. Yeah,
1: so you don't want to move... Yep. You don't want to move his day sleep. He needs at least an hour and a half, otherwise he's not very nice to you. Um, okay. So 7.30, so let's then use the behaviour you get in at night mm. as just behaviour, you know, that's okay. associated. Now, when he was with his aunt, yes. did, did he sleep the whole night? Apparently so. Yeah, according to her, she said he
2: slept through the night. He went down okay. He um, did. He,
1: did she shut the door, or did she leave the door open? Do you think that I'm not sure. She may, have, but we shut Le- the door at home too. Yeah, but maybe she left the door open. Well, maybe she did. I'm not sure. Ask yeah, her she whether she shut out. the door or left it open because that's yeah. a definite behaviour. But it is a two-year-old behaviour because they know how to talk to you. Yeah. So I think... Um, night the, terrors, maybe I was thinking. Night terrors, night. terrors no. He sounds no. far too alert and happy to be doing night terrors. He'd be okay. really distressed if he was had night terrors. So I don't think it's that. I think he's just waking yep. up and talking and then calling out and he's woken himself right up. So going to bed, is he still going to bed well for you? Um,
2: yes, we're getting there. We started off kind of at the first few nights where we were just screaming for Mama oh, yeah. and, you know, screaming and yelling, and then Dad put him down for a few nights and that kind of seemed to settle it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going down, I did it much easier. I still need Donkey and Elmo to go to bed, yep, which that's is right. okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yep. they take um, a menagerie
1: of toys to yeah. bed with them at that
2: age. <laughs> and, then, um, but it kind of, and then, you know, last night he woke up screaming at, you know, 2 o'clock, screaming standing up in his cot and i was like for mama is he boat either one and so he doesn't I said, care don't who in. comes no nah, don't go in and my husband said no i'm gonna go in because he was calling out for donkey ah so but donkey was in the bears yeah and, yeah obviously but he was standing So my husband yeah my husband <laughs> said he was standing he popped him down yeah um and he laid down and he was with donkey but then it was just a matter of him chatting away and you
1: know try when he starts calling out and screaming Mm. out um try a little method that it's not control crying but let him have a cry for whatever two, three, Mm. four, five minutes um the first thing is before he goes to bed i'd say to him if donkey falls out of the bed we're not putting him back in because two-year-olds are very clever and they throw the menagerie out so that you have to come in and pick him up and put him in bed so Mm -hmm. you have to tell him we're not picking donkey up Uh So then the next one is once he's cried for two, three, whatever minutes before you feel like you need to go in there to him, only go as far as the door. And tell him, you need to put your head down before mummy can come or daddy can come. So you need to put your head down. Now, if donkey was on the floor, by the time he's put his head down, and what I do do, regardless if donkey's on the floor or not, but Mm. once he's put his head down, then I go over and I just give him a quick pat and say, it's time for sleep. Now, you could put donkey back in at that point. But I think what we have to reteach him is not to pop up and stand up when he wakes up is to maybe lay there. So if you can say you need to put your head down, otherwise mummy can't come in, you need to put your head down. As soon as he puts his head down, now that could be a bit of a wait, tell your husband, but that could be five or 10 minutes. As soon as he puts his head down, go in and give him a little pat so that you've sort of told him he's done the right thing. And if donkey's out, then throw donkey back in again with him. And, And see if that alleviates the length of time he's awake and by alleviating oh. the length of time he's awake, then I think that eventually it'll turn itself around. It'll just turn itself around, I yeah, think it's coincidental he- that it happened the night uh, after that he was left I'm wondering with his if aunt. I've mucked it up because he's not there or it's like no. coincidental and I'm like, in terms of
2: Not unless she him, left you know, the like- door
1: open sitting there reading a book to him, but I doubt no, she no, would have said, so, said that. She yeah. would no, have said that. And then I'm like, this morning for instance he fell asleep at four o'clock. Yep. you know, in the morning, that's when I yep. knew he fell asleep and he slept till 7, 7.30 and I'm like, mm, yeah. you know, like... Don't let him sleep past 7 because you'll have to move the 12.30. So if he slept yeah. till 7.30, you'll have to put him down at 1, get him up at 2.30 and put him down at 8. Oh, Okay. A lot. A lot things <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Thank Chris you is so back much. now. You'll be right, You'll be Fiona. Right. <laughs> I know Chris is back now. I know now I'm going to try all these lovely things. Thank you so much, Chris. See you, Fiona. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Fiona. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next question comes from Kim on the email. Yeah. Um, she has a two-year-old daughter and an eight, eight-week-old son. Yep. My question relates to the eight-week-old. Yeah. His sleep at night has developed into blocks between three to six hours. The issue I'm having is that it regularly takes two hours or more to get him back to sleep upon waking at nighttime. Oh. We don't turn on any overhead lights. I, I breast lights. I breastfeed him in his room, which can take 30 to 40 minutes, and then try to settle him. He remains swaddled. I don't talk to him. Everything is the same as how he is put to sleep for bed. Do you have any insight or suggestions to get this settling to be a slightly speedier process?
1: Okay, Kim, I'm going to tell you to do everything the opposite way that you're doing it at night. So he's only eight weeks old. He doesn't do those quiet, you know, really quick feeds and back to bed yet. So I think he's not feeding properly from you because you don't unwrap him, so you don't change his nappy. And at eight weeks, he needs all of that to be able to feed effectively. So he might be on the breast for 30 or 40 minutes, but I have a feeling he is sleeping most of that time. So when you go to put him down, he then wakes up as if to say, hang on, I haven't finished what I'm doing here. So I know that you're going to take a little breath here when I say tonight when he wakes up I would turn not the bright light on but a lamp light on so that the room is light. I would unwrap him and then I would feed him the first side. I would change his nappy in the middle and then feed him the second time so that I can see that he's fed efficiently. Then I would wrap him, cuddle him, pop him back down into bed So I think you've just gone a little bit too quick on something that we might do with a 12-week-old or a 16-week-old. But I think if you go back to fully feeding him with a soft lamp on in the room, that you'll do much better and he'll do much better at night. But otherwise, he's actually sleeping really well
0: if Mm. it didn't take two hours to get him to sleep. (laughs) Yes, That's there's not that. particularly good. No. <laughs> good luck with that, Kim. This email comes from Jasmine. Uh, my daughter is 15 months and we're in the process of transitioning to one nap. Perfect. We decided it was time to go to one nap because we were running out of time every day to fit in two <laughs> naps and her sleep at night started to become interrupted. She seems to be able to stay awake to 11.30am, so her nap is usually around 1145 Some days she sleeps two and a half hours. This is usually when she's at daycare. She goes to family daycare, so naps in her own room. Other times she sleeps only one and a half hours, which means she can be awake from 1.30pm until bedtime. She has also only slept about 10 to 11 hours overnight, so we knew moving her time earlier to 6.30 to compensate for the short day sleep would be problematic, and it is. She is now waking up around 5 or 5.20 a.m. I'm happy for a 6 a.m. wake-up, but 5 is a little too early. Mm. So the schedule is 5.30 wake-up, out of cot by 6, nap 11.30 or 12, Bed, 6.30 if day sleep is less than two hours, seven if she wakes up around two or later. She's no longer feeding overnight and can self-settle for all sleeps. I would like to get her to sl- her sleep more predictable again. Is it a matter of persisting until she gets used to the change or should we go back to two sleeps?
1: I would persist because I think in the the right time frame where you're putting her down between 11.30 and 12.00, I think the problem is when she only sleeps for an hour and a half, she's overtired by the time you put her down at night. So in this case, I would keep to the one sleep. I'd put her down at 11.30 or 12. But if she woke under two hours, I would resettle her to see if you can get an extension on that sleep because then I think you can comfortably get into the 7 o'clock window, which will get you back into your 6 o'clock in the morning window. So I would stick at it. And if the sleep is shorter than two hours, I'd try and resettle her. Now, I know that that's not some easy trick with a 15-month-old, but she needs the two hours to comfortably be able to get herself through to that six thirty seven o'clock at night. Now, most, most little ones, if you put them down at 6.30, they should still wake at around 6 o'clock in the morning. So I think this is a general sleep thing. So the less she's getting in the day, the less she's doing at night. If you gave this a go for two weeks and it was you were just pulling your hair out and she wasn't getting enough sleep and the whole thing's falling asleep, you could go back to two sleeps but it would be a 15-minute sleep in the morning in the car and then put it down at one, let her sleep till three and then put it down around 7, 7.30 at night. But I would only do it for a week just to regulate all of sleep and then I'd push her back into one sleep. My gut feeling is stay on the one sleep.
0: Okay. Good luck, Jasmine. Our next question is an email from Elizabeth. Yeah. I have a six-week-old baby girl who won't sleep in the day unless I'm holding her. In the daytime from 9 a.m., she refuses to sleep unless she's being held. Yeah. I try not to keep her up for longer than one hour, during, including a breastfeed and nappy change. I look for the tired cues and then rock her till she's a little sleepy and then put her in the bassinet. The moment I put her down in her bassinet, she wakes or, or will wake after 10, 15 or 20 minutes of sleep. The longest she will sleep is for 40 or 45 minutes. I try and pat her back to sleep, but she won't go back down unless I pick her up. She doesn't do this in the night. From 10 p.m. after a breastfeed and change of nappy, I can put her down and give her a pat and she sleeps for two to three hours. I can also resettle her if she wakes with some padding. What can I do differently in the daytime? If I don't hold her, she will be so overtired by six and won't settle in the night.
1: Okay. So I think all that's happened here is that she's had a little growth spurt around six weeks. She's much more alert and awake, and she could probably stay awake for a little bit longer. So... Starting from the morning, it sounds like her day doesn't start till nine o'clock in the morning. So she must sleep well between, say, five or six in the morning till nine, which naturally means that her night isn't going to start till 10 o'clock at night, which is a little bit skewed that way. Eventually, you'll pull it back so that it's in the daylight hours and sleeping in the night hours. But in terms of fixing this, I think it's just a matter of keeping her up a little bit longer. So um, I would do her feed and then do some play and maybe do different plays like a bit in the chair and a bit of tummy time and cuddling. Um, and I'd try for the next week to keep her up for an hour and a quarter with each of her awake periods and see if that makes a difference. And if you notice she can go a little bit longer, the maximum I'd do is an hour and a half. But that might make the difference because it stops the fighting. so then wrapper, cuddler, try not to cuddle her to sleep now so now she's six months six weeks old so I'd cuddle her until she's nice and calm and really relaxed then I'd pop her into her bassinet put my hands on her so she felt that I was still there maybe give her some gentle rocking and start to ease her into um, being settled into her bassinet and if she gets herself worked up pick her up again calm her right down then pop her back down hands on and resettle. I think this is a timing problem so I think if you just slowly push those boundaries out with a maximum of an hour and a half, you'll find the sweet spot where she sleeps a whole lot but better
0: for you. Okay, we have an email from Rosie. She has a five-month-old. She's a good day sleeper, but frequent night waker. So you helped Rosie back in October to get some good sleep practices. And now she's asking about the night. Our feed, bath, feed, bed routine starts around 6.15 or Mm 6.30. He seems to feed fine on this last feed, not falling asleep until he's in his cot and taking about 10 minutes to go off. So that's great. But he's still waking up for his dream feed, usually between 9 and 9.30, Before the four-month sleep change, he was easily going through to 10.30 p.m. for his dream feed and was actually asleep for it. Now he wakes up fully, cries for his milk, given by dad in a bottle with expressed breast milk, and will settle back afterwards fairly easy. It's almost like he knows he gets this feed and is waking up for it. Mm -hmm. He is then waking up sometime between 1 and 2 for another feed and sleeps really badly after I put him back down. Generally, he used to only wake around 3 or 4 a.m. and would have another one or two hours sleep post-feed and then would be up for the day. But I'm currently putting him back down at 2 or 3 a.m. after his earlier night feed. He's awake again nearly every hour after that. Any ideas? It seems that the dream feed is key for a good night's sleep for him, but I just can't seem to work out how to help him. P.S. He's now five months old and still has the dummy for bed as a sleep tool, but I'm pretty sure it's not the dummy causing problems as a good night na- on a good night, he can spit it early on and not wake for another five or six hours. As okay. the dummy is go- so good at getting him off to sleep, we've decided that for now we'll keep using it unless you think otherwise.
1: No, I don't think the dummy is the problem. I actually That's think crazy. it's a six o'clock feed because he's <laughs> waking earlier for the feed. So I'm not a dream feed person um, because it teaches him to do what I think he's done, which is wake up for the feed. Inevitably, they start waking for the feed. But usually if you take that away from it and the fact that he is waking earlier than he was waking, so he's waking at 9.30 instead of 10.30, the first thing that I examine is the previous feed. So that feed that falls around six o'clock at night, how well is he feeding then? Because the two times that you have trouble getting him to last the distance is after those breastfeeds. So when he does the bottle, he goes back to sleep quite reasonably because one, you can see how much you've got in the bottle and he takes it. The second question, which we haven't got the answer to, is whether he started some solids and where they fit in his daily routine. Because if he started solids, he might be eating too much. So therefore they wake more at night to be able to take the milk that they haven't taken during the day. So... Because we don't have that information, I would look at your six o'clock feed and I would change it to a bath at six o'clock and a full feed at 6.30 in the hope that filling him a bit more later into that evening, it starts to push that first feed back out again. So at five months, if you want to still do a dream feed, you have to be really careful and do it as a dream feed which is at 10 10 30. So if he wakes earlier, if you feed him, he's just going to take more feeds during the night. So if you have fed him to the best of your ability at 6 30 and you don't want to dream feed him until 10 10 30, if he wakes at 9 30, you need to resettle him so that he gets a clear message about where the feed frames are. But I would check that 6 six thirty feed. I think that's what's leading him into the early wake at 9. Nine okay. nine thirty.
0: All right. Good luck, Rosie. Um, we have a question from Serene on Facebook. Yep. What's your recommendations on how to drop a toddler nap for a two and a half year old? He's currently taking one to two hours to go to sleep at night, even mm. when we cut his one day nap down to an hour. Is it time to completely cut the day nap? You can feel like that's oh a painful no. question. <laughs> I don't want to drop always the say day say it now. slowly and then
1: tell them to cry and then they'll be all right. That's the parents, not the child. Yeah. Um, it does sound like that. If he is taking an hour or two hours extra to go to sleep. It's saying that, you know, the hour or two hours that he has in the day is affecting his night. So what I would do is do it very gently, otherwise you're actually left with an overtired two-and-a-half-year-old. But it does sound like that's what he's doing. So the first thing I do is cut his day. I always put him to sleep at the same time. So in this case, I'd probably put him to sleep at about 1, and I would give him 40 minutes sleep an exactly forty minutes sleep, I'd accidentally wake him up at forty minutes, and he will be cranky. (laughs) So give him something with a little bit of sugar, like banana or orange, or something that'll help him wake up a little bit. But he might be cranky for a little while. Then, when you've done that for about a week or longer, if you feel that it's sort of corrected the night, the night, um, the night sleeping, as in how long it takes him to go to sleep. The next one you drop down to is 20 minutes, and the 20 minutes is either done on the lounge or in the car. So that's done between 12.30 and 1.30, but it's only 20 minutes, and it's in a very, um, not a noisy environment, where he doesn't drop into a deep sleep. So just say, put a pillow on the couch and watch, I don't know, poor patrol, and he accidentally falls asleep for half an hour, or have him in the car when you're driving home at lunchtime and he accidentally has a 20-minute sleep. And what we're doing is just very slowly weaning him off that day sleep and then by a dream, dropping that... He'll regulate his nights. His nights will come back. He'll sleep better at night and then you'll know that um, over a week you've just got to drop that last 20 minutes and um, he stays awake all day and he sleeps all night really well for you. So take it in a graded way and I'm sure you'll get to a happy medium.
0: All right, we have time for one last question. This is an email from Kelly. She has a 13-month-old who wakes up very very early mm-hmm. after a lot of persever- perseverance and consistency in settling him. He's been a good sleeper since around six months. I've recently returned to work four days and consequently he needs to be awake by about 6am and I usually can't get him in bed before 6.30 or 7.00. He is currently with my parents when I work and his na- day naps are consistent despite lurk look- location or workday weekend. Lately, his morning wake-ups are creeping earlier from around 6 to now 5.15. He still has soft music playing all night and day naps and a very dark room. Day naps are currently around 8.15 for about an hour, range from 50 to 80 minutes, and 1.15 for one and a half to two hours. Is there anything you would suggest to push out his wake time of the morning? We leave his door ajar overnight and our rooms are adjacent, so it's very hard for me to get up and ready for work if he's awake. In addition, how do we transition to one nap? He'll be starting daycare in late January. He would be just over 15 months for three days a week.
1: Okay, so the moment I would regulate his day sleep, so in the morning I would only give him an hour. Um, So if he got up at six, I'd ask your parents to put him down at about 9.30 to 10.30. And then I would probably put him down around two till about 3.30. And then you'll be able to get him down at 6.37 and he should sleep quite comfortably through to when you have to wake him at 6. So that's the first thing I would do. They usually drop to one sleep somewhere between 14 and 15 months. So I would probably drop him to the one sleep before he starts his daycare next next year, just so that there aren't those two things happening at the one time. So at 14 months, what you do is you drop that one hour down to a 20-minute sleep in the car. And then um, you, he'll get put down still at 1.30 and he'll, he'll have a really big sleep. And then once you're comfortable with there, you've got to drop the 20-minute sleep and bring um, bring the, uh, the sleep till 11.30 in the morning. So he stays awake from 6 till 11.30 and then he sleeps from 11.30 to 2 and then he goes down at about 7. And I think you could do that over the Christmas break or, you know, in early January before he started daycare in February. So in order to regulate his sleep in the day, I think that's what will fix the sleep at night and push it all back into the right sequencing for you. So it sounds the the, the time frames sound right. I think he just needs a little less sleep in the morning. Um, which will consolidate the sleep in the afternoon, which should have him in the right place to sleep
0: right through till six in the morning. All right. Well, good luck with that, Kelly. And that's all we have time for on Helpline for this episode of Feed, Play, Love. Thank you if you're watching along on the Facebook uh, Babyology page and you had your questions in. And, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. This has been Helpline on Feed, Play, Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt. If you want to ask Chris your questions for the next episode, you can email them to us directly. The email is helpline at parentbrand.com.au.